Welcome to Tell Me That You Love Me. I'm your host, Aditi Mahajan. I'm actually going to start this podcast with a little bit of explanation on the name. I think for me, the most important thing in life is love. And I mean, I know I'm not special. I think it's a lot of people's most important thing. But I think for me, I've always searched for love. I remember planning my wedding at like seven years old. I remember feeling always that if I was loved, I could do anything, which is something that is so true even now. But as I grow up, I think I've learned a lot about the different types of love that really exist. And I find such beautiful love in my friendships, in my family, um, and just in all my experiences. And more than anything, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that the person who just needs to love me the most is me. And as you'll hear through this episode, these last few years for me have been full of change and uncertainty, and I've kind of had to find a lot of ways to find strength in myself and to heal. And I'm making this podcast to reflect a lot on that, to grow, hopefully, and to commiserate with other people who might be experiencing similar things, and to always tell myself that I love me and to tell all the people in my life that I love them. And that we're all going to be okay because of all this love that we have for each other. And I know it's so cheesy and it's so corny and I hear it as I say it. But I'm just going to lean into it because I think it's just who I am and I feel like I can't really fight it any longer. But let's just get started with some background about me. So I was born and raised in Troy, Michigan, which in my opinion is the greatest city in the entire world. But I won't fight anyone on that. I have two wonderful parents and an amazing older sister, and my entire immediate family is actually in medicine as well, and my sister is wrapping up school right now, and my parents are, of course, already practicing, and this is a topic I am definitely going to revisit in the future. I feel like growing up in a doctor family has shaped me in a lot of ways, and you know, growing up in my family has shaped me in a lot of ways, of course. I don't have a huge extended family, um, but my parents did a really great job in Michigan and found us some truly phenomenal family friends who have become family in my eyes, and there's just really no better word to describe them. And they played a massive role in my life growing up. They played a massive role in my life in college, and even now, some of my best friends are my family friends, and I really feel so lucky for that. Um... After I graduated high school, I went to the University of Michigan, go blue, Um, and notably at the University of Michigan, I was in a consulting club. This is very notable because everybody that knows anything about me knows that I was in a consulting club. Um, And funny story, I was actually, one semester I was like on board of this consulting club and my job was the VP of recruiting and my role was basically just to run around and tell people how great Vaughn was. Everyone said it at the time and it so was just the perfect job for me because I was already doing that um, and I just got to do it more. Um, I'm not in consulting right now at all and I really wasn't interested in it then either but I loved the people that I met. I met the most amazing people in that club and so many of them are still so important in my life right now. Um, But other than that, the consulting club, I just did the regular pre-med stuff, lots of studying, lots of research and volunteering, blah, blah, the boring stuff. Um, But outside of academics, I just love to hang out in the business school, even though I wasn't a part of it. I got $1 pizza at this like 
little rundown shop in Ann Arbor every single day. And basically, I just gossiped and hung out with different people at various spots on campus. Um, Regardless, I graduated. And after I graduated, I actually made what I think was the biggest decision I've ever had to make in my life thus far. So I actually applied to med school my senior year of college, which, one, so stressful. Applying to med school sucks. But anyways, two, I got into Georgetown. Yay. This was my dream school, and I was so, so excited about getting in. But I actually made the decision to defer it for a year, and I accepted an offer with Teach for America. With Teach for America, I moved out to Seattle after I graduated And lucky for me, a couple of my close friends from university also moved there for tech jobs, which I felt so lucky that that happened because I was so worried about moving somewhere alone. Um, And this year in Seattle honestly changed my whole entire life. I knew it would, and I knew it would be special, and I knew it would be challenging, but I had no clue what was in store for me. Anything I say about Seattle right now, though, is truly just going to be so high level because I could talk about this year and this experience for days, I think. But that's for another episode, another day. Um, But basically, TLDR, I get there and I've done no research. So I move into my apartment. I realize my school is an hour and a half away from my apartment, which off the bat just sucks. But then I start teaching. And I realized that my commute is truly the least of my worries. I don't know if you guys know anything about the American education system, but I did not. And so I was in for a massive surprise. I uh, got placed in a second grade classroom, which in hindsight, I think was really perfect for me. But at the time, gave me a lot of anxiety. Teaching second grade is like a mix of teaching, babysitting, and like parenting these children. And then you toss in the fact that they're COVID littles. So they had, I think, like three months of kindergarten in person. Then they had to go online, did first grade all online, and just kind of didn't really know what school was like and, like, what the expectations of going to school was, you know? Um, And then you toss in the fact that this school that I taught at was actually a charter school, which I did not realize meant that that was a school that – it's like an opt-in type of school, and a lot of parents – send their children here if they have high needs um not just like learning disability needs but just like behavioral needs and just need a little bit of extra support um and you know i think charter schools as a concept are great and i think these students deserve all these resources unfortunately i was just a teach for america student and i i mean i could talk about that for hours also but you know i did my best with what i could i think And in all honesty, even though the year beat me to the bone, and like truly I mean the bone, it was so, so worth it. I learned so much about myself as a person. I made such beautiful friendships with the adults that I met in Seattle and in Bremerton, which was the city that I taught at. And I also made, I hope, some lifelong friendships with some of the students that I was so lucky to be able to teach. I loved them all. I had 28 of them. I loved all of them dearly, but a few of them really just stick out to me and they just changed my perspective on everything that I thought I knew. And these relationships are just so, so special to me and I'm still in communication with a couple of them and it just brings me so much joy and I I feel so indebted to these little eight-year-olds for just, you know, teaching me so much about myself and allowing me to be a part of their childhood 
and you know, uh, it was just it was just a very special experience and even on the days that were the worst like the hardest days to teach and the days that I cried and the days that they cried they every day they just brought love into my life and I gave them all the love that I could and they gave me all the love that they could and it it changed me um, anyways that's my not so short short summary of Seattle and so that brings me to the next chapter, which is now, actually. Um, so this next chapter, I actually had to pack up, move out of Seattle all the way to D.C., truly across the country, to start med school. Med school was a, a daunting, daunting beast for me. I was so nervous about coming here, about moving across the country. I didn't know anyone that lived in D.C., and I, I live alone here, and it was my first time ever living alone. I felt so isolated from all my friends that I left behind in Seattle. My friends from home were dispersed across the country. Um, and a little bit after I moved here, I was actually in a very serious relationship. And it ended. And then I had exams. And it was just a lot at once. And I just, I think I was in a little bit of a dark place for a while. And I realized that for the first time ever, I was truly alone. And it was sad. And it was scary. But as the time passed, I'm really finding so much beauty in my relationship, like with myself, and also realizing that I've, I was never really alone, even though I felt alone. And I had such amazing people in my life, and I found some more amazing people in DC. And all this learning and growing and experiencing is so beautiful, but it's so exhausting, and it's really taking it out of me. Um, and like I've been journaling, but I've never really been as much of a writer as I've been a talker. <laughs> and so I kind of wanted to just make this podcast to share with you all the lessons that I've learned and I'm learning and just experiencing growing up and grad school and my early 20s, and just kind of finding my place in the world. My biggest goal, though, I think for this podcast is I really just wanted to feel like a conversation. Like I wanted to feel like you called me on my walk to class and we're just chatting and even if nobody ever listens to this but my future self I want her to feel like we're just sitting on the couch together and we're just sharing and chatting um so anyways thank you for tuning in that kind of wraps up episode one of tell me that you love me I'm your host Aditi telling you how much I love you